listening to Matt Loves Cameras. Do you like shooting expired film? Do you have a big expired film stash? I'd estimate that about 25% of the film in my fridge is expired, including a few packs of Peel Apart Instant Film FP100C, lots of Instax White, some Impossible Project film, and quite a bit of old Kodak transparency film from the last 20 to 30 years. I even have some 126 cartridges that I haven't even bothered to put in the fridge as it's so old, but I'm hoping one day that I can dig it out and use it as part of this podcast. Last month, of course, there was expired film day. Did you take part in it? Did you get out there over that weekend and shoot some film? Shoot some expired film? I did, and today you'll find out how I got on. I'm Matt Murray, and this is Matt Loves Cameras. Analog photography related. G'day, how are you doing? Greetings from Brisbane where the weather is getting a little bit cooler and also a little bit rainy. Uh, My kids have just been out in the street on their scooters and on their bicycles, um, but they had to come in because it was absolutely tipping down with rain. Um, But I am loving the cooler weather. It's still um, usually when it's sunny. It is around 26 degrees, um, but the mornings and nights here have a little bit of chill in the air. Well, chilly for us Queenslanders. The chill is probably uh, accentuated by the fact that we've just returned from a 12-night family holiday to wonderful Indonesia, where it was very warm and very humid. Uh, I actually took my microphone and laptop with me, and I did have um, plans to record an episode of the podcast while on holidays, um, but I never got around to it, so I'm very sorry for that. Uh, But make sure you subscribe and keep watching your podcast app as there'll be quite a few new episodes coming up in the next month, including a vacation photography special uh, talking about what I shot on holidays, um, a review of Kodak Ektachrome, a guide to buying cameras on eBay, as well as some more camera reviews. It's It's been a while since I've done a camera review, which is the main sort of thing of this show, uh, but don't worry, there's plenty more coming up. Just a quick recap. I'm Matt Murray. I'm a photographer and camera enthusiast from sunny Brisbane in Australia. This podcast is all about analogue photography. In many episodes of this podcast, I will review a different film or instant camera, telling you about its history, its features, what it's like to use and what kind of photos you can expect from it. In other episodes of the podcast, like today's, I will chat about a particular topic in film photography. Today's topic, of course, is expired film. You can see the show notes for all episodes of the podcast on the website mattlovescameras.com. And of course, don't forget to follow the show's Instagram at mattlovescameras. 
So I did mention expired film day in an episode of the podcast recently. I can't remember which episode it was now, um, but I did mention it that I would be getting out there and shooting some expired film. So expired film day uh, is March the 15th. And if you're wondering why is it March 15th, uh, the people who started up expired film day um, decided that the Ides of March was a good time. The Ides of March, of course, beware the Ides of March. That's when Julius Caesar got stabbed in the back by his compatriots, by his friends, uh, his colleagues. Um, I think we all know what it's like to, to have that happen. Um, but yeah, good old Julius Caesar, uh, you know, emperor of the Roman Empire, got stabbed in the back on the Ides of March, and that was March 15th. So that was the day that he expired. Um, so you, you see where they're going with this. So they chose expired film day to be March the 15th. And they actually broadened it out to the whole weekend. So it was March 15th. 16 and 17. So after you got out there and shot your expired film, uh, what you need to do was go to the website, which is expiredfilmday.com, and you could submit your entries to the, the competition for expired film day. So each person could submit up to three photos. And you can see a selection of them, a gallery of them on the homepage of the website. Uh, I'm just looking at the website now and uh, there's two of mine have appeared. I don't know where the third one is, um, but the two of them have appeared. Uh, so you can see a beautiful picture of my dog, Marshall Dalmatian, which I'll talk about later. And there's some fantastic uh, other shots from all around the world. And it's um, just amazing to see. Some of them are just absolutely beautiful. Uh, there's a beautiful bridge one, biker on bridge. And there's a, a, a nice one of a sort of a statue called Doorway. Uh, there's even one of a water treatment plant that someone's put in there. But it looks really, really cool, really nice. Uh, and you can sort of go back. I'm just going to click on here. The earlier entries... Uh, some of the creativity is just amazing. Uh, it's just beautiful, beautiful images here. So I would... Uh, oh, wow, there's some really beautiful ones here um, taken. Who are these by? This, there's one here called Peach Blossoms by James Cockroft. Um, so, yeah, it's a really nice image there of uh, some beautiful flowers. So I'd, I'd encourage you all to get onto the Expired Film Day website and check out all the cool entries and make a note in your diary. If you didn't um, submit an entry this year, if you didn't get involved, put a little note in your diary for next year. And certainly I'll remind you uh, next February or so about Expired Film Day. So I submitted three photos uh, to Expired Film Day competition. Uh, my photos aren't very good. I don't expect to win anything. I just did it to be part of the community for a bit of fun. Um, so there are a little few little categories here. Um, so they are... There's the Popper's Choice is one of the awards, which is which whatever catches the lab rat's eyes. Could be anything. And there's a prize of some rolls of film. The best use of slide film, uh, all three of my shots were slide film, so you never know, um, I don't think I'll win anything, but you never know, all three of my shots were slide film, so there you go. Best use of multiple exposures, uh, I have never really taken a multiple exposure on purpose, I don't think, um, and none of my images this year are multiple exposures, but that's one of the categories. Best use of edge markings. Now, I did actually uh, shoot a roll of film in my expired film, Kodak Gold 400, in my Blackbird Fly. And the Blackbird Fly is a 35mm TLR with different masks. And if you take out all the masks, it actually exposes the, the film edge as well. 
or the sprockets or whatever you want to call them. So I could have entered, <laughs> I could have entered this category if I'd got my my stuff together. But it, the roller film is still in the Blackbird Fly, so I'll, I'll look forward to seeing that when I finish off the roll. Uh, the next category is the best macro or close-up and negative image. I didn't do any of them. Best black and white portrait or self-portrait. Again, I didn't do any of those. Oh, I've just realised, by the way, I, the guy whose photo I randomly just chose, I, um, he actually is sponsoring two of the categories, which is interesting. He must be um, a big dude in the expired film scene. I didn't even know, but there you go. Uh, that's James Cockcroft. So he's sponsoring the best black and white portrait or self-portrait. And he's also sponsoring the best colour night or interior photo um, category. And then the last one is the best man-altered landscape, or should we say the best human-altered landscape. So there's all sort of rules here. You had to submit the images by April the 18th, which is today here in Brisbane. Uh, No, sorry, today's Friday the 19th. So I believe somewhere in the United States, it still is April the 18th, maybe for about another five minutes, maybe. Uh, Who knows? Um, But there you go. Uh, so I'll be looking forward to seeing the the winners of the expired film day competition. I think they're announced at the 30th of April. Uh, as I said, my photos are nowhere near good enough to win, but I'm really happy just to be part of this really cool thing that's going on in the film community. You're listening to Matt Loves Cameras. So how do you shoot expired film? Well, it all depends. It really depends on the kind of film that you're shooting, uh, how much control you have over the camera that you're using, uh, how the film's been stored. There are so many variables. The one that you've probably heard of uh, is is in with regards to colour print film. So with colour print film, if you're not aware of how the film has been stored, you generally overexpose the colour print film by one stop per decade. So, for example, if you had uh, colour 200 film, you would probably shoot that at 100 if it was 10 years old or 50 if it was 20 years old. Um, so that's generally how you do it. You you, you change the ISO, um, halve it or quarter it or whatever uh, to do one stop, two stops. So you're giving the film more light because the film could have deteriorated if it wasn't stored very well. Now, even if the film has been stored in really optimal conditions, as I'm sure you all know, with colour print film, extra exposure doesn't really phase it. It loves extra exposure. Most colour print films look great with two stops, three stops, overexposed. Um, I've even heard of people overexposing uh, films like Portra 400 with four stops of extra light. So, you know, if the, the film film's 20, 30 years old, the extra light usually isn't going to hurt it. Uh, Where it gets a little bit more tricky is slide film. So I actually, two out of the three films I shot for expired film day were slide film. So I'll tell you what I shot and how I shot it. So one of the cameras that I've been working on, um, working on taking images with for the last, I don't know, six, eight months, it's been a long time, uh, is my little Voigtlander Vito C. Now, when you're thinking Voigtlander, you're probably thinking some big metal hunk 
of a German camera, you know, very solid metal camera. Uh, no, think again. The Voigtlander Vito C is actually a little plastic camera. It weighs hardly anything. It's about as big as an old um, box of, not boxer, an old pack of cigarettes. Uh, back in the old days when I was a kid, you know, they had packs of cigarettes that my dad used to smoke back in the old days. It's about as big as that. It's tiny. Uh, it's bigger than a matchbox. Um, but it's it's really, really small camera and it's very, very light, made of plastic. It looks like a Minox clone. Uh, you sort of open the camera up. Uh, it's like a little draw, I don't know, drawbridge kind of thing. It comes down uh, and then the lens comes out. Uh, it's a really cool little camera. It's a camera that I've taken on many trips with me because it's so small and tiny and I get pretty good results out of it. So um, look forward to a review of that camera coming up very soon on Matt Loves Cameras. Um, to my amazement, someone recently did a review of the camera for 35mmc. Uh, I was quite shocked because I didn't think the camera was that, um, there's that many of them out there. But someone found one, uh, someone's got one and they did a really great review uh, of that. So I'll put that in the show notes. So in my Voigtlander Vito C, my little Minox clone, um, I shot some expired Lomography Color 200 slide film. So I bought this Lomography Color 200 slide film around 2011, 2012, and it's been in my fridge ever since. Um, I, I started shooting film around 1994 when I first went to Europe. Um, and then I shot film until about 1999-2000. Around 2011, I bought um, a camera, uh, a Fujifilm X100, which is a digital camera, but it's uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful camera, a classic camera. And um, that actually, that camera actually got me interested in film photography again. Believe it or not, a digital camera got me interested in film photography. So after I bought my X100. I actually went out and bought some film cameras. So I bought the Lomo LCA, which was kind of like the Mew 2 of its day. It was the cool camera that anyone who didn't really know much about photography uh, went and bought a Lomo LCA. Just like today, a, a lot of new people to photography, which is, is great. A lot of new people want the Mew 2. A lot of people back then wanted the Lomo LCA. Uh, so I bought a Lomo LCA and I got my Lomography color uh, slide film. And I actually had one um, one of these unused rolls of film left, and it's been sitting in my fridge for 10 years. So I loaded that up in the Voigtlander Vito C, and I shot that for expired film day. Uh, curiously as well, uh, my Lomo LCA, there's no film window in the back of the camera. So when I was looking at that camera recently, I am planning to use it uh, for Matt Loves Cameras. I'll do a review of it soon. Um, I actually opened it up. Uh, just have a look and make sure it was nice and clean inside. And guess what? With no film window, guess what happened? There was a roll of film inside. Uh, so <laughs> I've partially exposed that film. Uh, I think we've all done that from time to time. And you always feel like such an incredible idiot. But there you go. So yeah, so I had uh, Vito, uh, Vito C, my Voigtlander Vito C, Color Lomography 200 Speed Slide Film. Because it's been it's been in my fridge uh, for ten years or, or close to ten years, I actually thought oh, I'm just going to give it a tiny bit of extra light in case there was any degradation. So I rated it at uh, exposure index or I rated it at ISO 160. So just to give it a little bit of extra light, and the exposures actually turned out really nicely. So I was really happy with that. 
uh, in my second camera, I had my my one of my flagship point and shoots, pro- probably my flagship point and shoot, my Fujifilm Class S. Uh, from a previous episode of this podcast, you will know that I spent one thousand US dollars on this camera. So you know when you spend a thousand US dollars on a camera, you want to use it as much as you can, right? So I put um, a roll of uh, a brand new roll of film I had, uh, or when I say brand new roll of film. What happened was, for expired film day, I actually bought a brick of expired film. So I bought a brick of 2003 Kodak Ektachrome 64T slide film. So this is slide film, a 64 ISO slide film that is especially for tungsten lighting. So that's, you know, indoor tungsten lighting. So have you guys ever shot any of this before? <laughs> tungsten film? Uh, when you shoot it in daylight conditions, uh, it's very, very blue. <laughs> so um, it's, it's a kind of a cool film to use. You can either leave all your exposures completely blue or you can actually color correct it um, through your scanning app or through Lightroom. Um, but I got, it, um, I got it at quite a good deal. I'd seen it on eBay, uh, I can't speak, I'd seen it on eBay for a while, and there was 20 rolls of this film, and, um, you know, expired slide film, it's a bit dodgy, and I didn't want to pay too much for it, because at the end of the day, um, I actually got it for $80, uh, I think it was $80, yeah, uh, and there's a little bit of postage maybe, um, but I think, so I basically got the film for around $4 Australian a roll, which is probably probably around $3 US a roll. But, you know, it was a bit of a gamble because it could have been completely rubbish. And uh, so I cracked open this brick of film. I've actually got a project uh, I want to do with the film. And so this is kind of the test roll. And so I loaded it up in my Fujifilm Class S. Because it's 2003, that's, you know, 15 years old. I was trying to think of, of what I should rate it at. In the end, you know, it's 64, ISO 64 film. I actually rated it at ISO 50 on my Fujifilm Class S. So the Class S has the ability to, you know, you can go in and manually rate film anything you want, more or less. Well, from, I don't know, I think it's from 25 to 3200, ISO 3200 from memory. But I decided to rate this ISO 64 film at 50. And what I also did when I uh, shot the roll of film, uh, actually, I'll tell you about the weekend of expired film day. So on the on the fifteenth of March, I was at work. I was I took a couple of cameras to work with me, but it was a really busy day, and I didn't I didn't take any images at all. I think on Saturday the 16th, we had some family uh, event on or something and I didn't take any images, but we'd blocked off Sunday the 17th, St. Patrick's Day. We blocked it off. Uh, We went into the city. uh, We had some nice food and we walked around, did some shopping. Unfortunately... Um, bearing in mind that I have ISO 50, effectively, ISO 50 film in my Fujifilm class, it was a really dull, overcast, rainy day. Now, usually here in Brisbane, it's sunny 16 every day, all day. Uh, In fact, it's probably even sunny 32 or sunny 64. That's how bright the sun is. It's really, really bright conditions here. In fact, quite often when I do photography, whether it's film or digital, I only like to shoot uh, the very early morning or the very late afternoon because the other conditions, um, you know, it's just so bright. Um, So this particular day, though, the day that I choose to shoot ISO 50 film, yeah, it was really dark. So um, what I did was uh, it was pretty much a test roll. 
I didn't want to go out there and take too much care and too much time with the roller film, even though I was shooting it for Expire Film Day. Uh, I was really worried that if I invested too much time and effort in the role, uh, that it would have been complete crap. Um, so what I did was I took about 20 different images, um, but I bracketed them. So I would take them at normal exposure, one stop over, uh, one set of images I actually took um, at five different exposure points. So minus two stops, minus one stop, the right exposure, plus one stop, plus two stops. And so then um, I got all the film back later um, and, of course, what I found was at ISO 50 in dark conditions, some of the images were blurry because there wasn't enough light to take the images at ISO 50. But you know what? The the exposures on this uh, expired 2003 Kodak 64T tungsten slide film. The exposures are actually really good uh, out of the box. In fact, some of the ones that were shot were probably even slightly slightly overexposed. The highlights were slightly blown. So I, th- I think, you know what, I think I could have shot this easily at box speed with no adjustments whatsoever. So I was actually really shocked. The film has clearly been stored in good conditions. It came from somewhere down south here in Australia, maybe New South Wales or Victoria. I can't remember. That's typically a, a cooler climate than up here in Queensland. Um, but the film looks fantastic um, shot at the correct kind of exposure. It, I did give it a bit more light, rating it 50 rather than 64. But I think next time I shoot a roll of this uh, 64T Kodak slide film, I think I'll rate it at box speed. The other roller film, of course, I was shooting was through my Vito C. Um, I, it was Color 200 Lomography slide film. I rated that at 160. Uh, again, just to give it a little bit more light. And the exposures uh, turned out pretty well um, from that one as well. So I was quite happy. So I'll have a quick chat about the images that I submitted uh, for Expired Film Day. Uh, Actually, I'll talk about six images all up. My favourite three from each of the roles. So starting with the Fujifilm Class S and the 2003 Ektachrome 64T colour transparency film. The first one is just a building in South Brisbane has these kind of yellow uh, pieces of metal coming off it and sort of when you look up there's these leading lines up the building sort of and the sort of horizontal and vertical lines of this building um so i really like that there's some nice blues and yellows in that and um i think that the film looks great that was shot at um regular exposure but just a, rem- a reminder of course that i i shot the 64 iso film at 50 Uh, So that's the first image I submitted for Expired Film Day. The next one, again, is in in South Brisbane. It's um, some kind of unit building, like apartment building. I think it it might even be student accommodation. There's quite a lot of um, students around the South Brisbane area. And there's just some lovely kind of orange, uh, ready orange tones on the building, um, very modern looking building and there's a lovely blue sort of uh, punchy sky uh, in the background there which I really love as well and um, it looks really nice um, of course with the, the tungsten film 
uh, everything in daylight looks just a little bit blue. Um, so I really like the colors. I did color correct it a little bit, um, but not, not completely. Um, but I, I, I do quite like this image. And the third image I submitted from for the expired film day comp was one of my faithful companion, my beautiful black and white pooch, Marshall Dalmatian. So this one was taken with the Voigtlander Vito C Minox sort of clone camera. Uh, actually, I don't think it really was a Minox clone, but we'll we'll cover that in the Voigtlander Vito C episode coming up in a few weeks. Uh, so Marshall is looking at me in the back garden. Um, you'll see around Marshall's paws, our grass is kind of brown. Um, so what happened was we had a really dry patch of weather here, February, March, and um, half of the grass in our back garden started to die. So Marshall's sitting there on the half-alive, half-dead grass, looking very noble in his red uh, collar. So I really like that image. When you sort of look at it close up, it is very grainy, um, but it is, you know, expired slide film. So, you know, what are you going to do? A couple of more images that I shot, well, three more images that I shot. Um, There's another... The other two that I shot with the Vito C and the Lomography slide film from circa 2011, there's one of Brisbane South Bank. Now, I've actually inverted this on the show notes. So I've, I've inverted it horizontally. At South Bank in Brisbane, there's this big sign that says Brisbane. And um, when when you photograph it from the reverse way, it's back to front. So just for the purposes of photography, I, so you can read it, I inverted it. So you can see it says Brisbane. And you can see the Brisbane, uh, the, sorry, the Queensland Performing Arts Centre there, where all the, uh, the theatre sort of and concert events take place. And you can also see the the, the Brisbane Wheel there at South Bank. And that's the, the beautiful Brisbane River in the foreground. And the last image from the Lomography Colour Slide film and the Vito C is just a picture of some um, palm trees, I think they are, in Brisbane Botanic Garden. Uh, this shot is pretty grainy. Um, it was taken in the middle of the day, but I really like the kind of sort of vintage feel of this shot, which is quite nice. Now, the last shot I'll talk about is one taken on the Fujifilm Class S with the Ektachrome 64T film. Uh, it's just a shot of some people crossing the road with an umbrella in Brisbane City Centre. Uh, this was in the middle of the day on Sunday, the 17th of March. It, as I said, it was very dark and gloomy. So um, I think the lady in the image with the backpack on, she's quite uh, relatively sharp. Everything else that was moving, the man next to her with the umbrella, the car, the people crossing the road... Everything else is kind of a little bit blurry. Um, I really, I do really like this picture, and I, I wondered if I should submit this for Expired Film Day. But like I said, I don't think any of my images are particularly prize-winning ones, so um, I, I just submitted uh, three, um, and I didn't submit this one. But yeah, I'm really, really happy with the way uh, that the shots turned out. Um, I really like shooting Expired Film, Uh, And, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to shooting some more.
Now, you can see the images that I've been talking about on the website mattlovescameras.com uh, for the show notes for this episode. And I'll also put a few up on the Instagram at mattlovescameras. Uh, a couple other things to note. Um, I actually got all of my film for the Expire Film Day done by Rewind Photo Lab in Sydney. So currently there's no lab in Brisbane where I live that does E6. So I actually packaged up eight um, rolls of film and sent them down to Sydney Express Post to Rewind Photo Lab. So there were three rolls of uh, colour transparency film, the two that I've mentioned in this episode and a roll of Ektachrome. There's a roll of black and white, my first roll of black and white in a long time, which was sent to me by Alan, who is such a great guy, at the Film Sweats on Instagram. Thank you so much, Alan. And there's also four rolls of colour print film. And I sent it down to Sydney and they uh, did a really great turnaround time. I explained to them that I needed it back really quickly because I was going on holidays. Uh, I don't usually like doing that to people, but I had to in this case. I needed them back and they turned it around so quickly. So I was really, really pleased with that. Now, another possibility, uh, if you only had, say, one or two rolls of expired slide film and you're not sure about what it's like uh, in terms of how long you need to develop it for uh, to, to get a good exposure, you can actually order, you can either do it yourself or you can order from a lab, you can order a clip test. So they take the first part of the film and they sort of test it at different development times um, to work out wh how much development the film needs to get the best results. So that's another option if you didn't have a brick of 20 uh, rolls of expired film, you can, you can get a clip test done. Check out the show notes at mattlovescameras.com. If you're on Instagram, come say hi at Matt Loves Cameras. Or if you fancy getting in touch, drop us a line at mattlovescameras at gmail.com. So that's all I've got to tell you about the expired film day entries uh, that I did. Uh, I would hop along to the expired film day website, check out all the great uh, photographers on there from all around the world. Uh, on the front page, there's the gallery and you can sort of uh, go to the bottom of the page and there's a link to go back through previous pages of entries. If you click on an image, it will tell you about the photographer. You can click through to their Instagram. So um, yeah, I'd really encourage you to have a look and follow a few of the, the, the photographers that you really like. It's a really great way of supporting film photographers around the world. Now, I've got a couple of bits of news that are actually about expired film, would you believe? So, if you've listened to episode four, which was the Olympus LT1, my new favorite pocket camera, which, of course, the LT1 is a, a posh sort of version of the Mu1 or the stylus um, camera. Um, so, I reviewed that in episode four, one of my favorite cameras. I'm actually using the camera the whole year for the Frugal Film Project. So just another a plug for the Frugal Film Project. It's really hard to say two Fs in a row. But if you go along to Sherry Christensen's website, uh, which is rr1photography.com, you will find all about Sherry and you'll find all about the Frugal Film Project. So this is a group of photographers uh, all around the world and we are shooting the same with the same camera 
and the same film stock uh, for 12 months in a row. And so there's all, there already some fantastic photos on here. Uh, and I think one of the guys, I can't remember who it is now, but I think one of the guys is actually going to make a zine at the end of the year, which I'm really looking forward to seeing. And um, yeah, some really fantastic photos on there with, with such a diverse array of cameras. But anyway, I've sort of got away from the subject I was talking about, which happens quite often. So um, my camera, the LT1, which I used in episode four of this podcast, which I'm using for the Frugal Film Project, I also used it for a round uh, of the Cheap Shots Challenge, which of course takes place uh, on the Sunny 16 podcast. The Sunny 16 podcast is, of course, one of the very well-known film photography podcasts out there. And I submitted my entry uh, with images that I took on expired uh, Fujifilm Superior 1600 color film. It was expired by eight or nine months. And I shot those images on the Olympus LT1 point and shoot. So the two images I submitted uh, are actually on the show notes for episode four. Um, on mattlovescameras.com and they're two images of Annika Grace, uh, a model that I met here in Brisbane and took some photos of. I took some film photos of her and some digital. And so the first image I submitted is of Annika Grace outside a bar with ambient light and that was, uh, she had a pair of uh, sunglasses on and had some neon lights reflecting in her sunglasses and it was a really beautiful image. I loved the colours of it. And the second image, I actually used LED lighting because uh, it was so dark in the, the alleyway with the, the beer barrels. And um, so I took that image with some LED lights again with the LT1. So a huge thank you to the hosts of the Sunny 16 podcast and a special massive thank you uh, to the judge for the fashion round of the Cheap Shots Challenge, which was the wonderful, amazing British photographer, Claire Marie Bailey, obviously uh, a photographer of great taste and style. (laughs) If she chose my images as the winning ones, um, thank you so much. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. So another little piece of news I have about expired film. Uh, about six weeks ago, I was on Facebook Marketplace, which is uh, you know buying and selling platform part of Facebook, and I'm always on the lookout for little bargains, uh, cameras on there, and, and you know film and stuff like that. And one day, a lady had up uh, 42 boxes of sealed. Kodak Plus X reversal film. So these are boxes of or canister metal canisters in boxes of 16 millimeter black and white movie film. This was made in Australia in the Kodak plant in Melbourne. Uh, I would say in, in the late 1970s. So because it was all brand new in box kind of thing, uh, it looked in great condition. Um, I thought, wow, there could be an opportunity here. What can I do with this film? And I kind of read it online in Facebook groups in the past about people taking 16mm movie film and sort of putting it in 110 cartridges or shooting it in, in, in cinema, you know, movie cameras, stuff like that. And so I thought, yeah, maybe I should, um, maybe I should go buy this. So on the way to this lady's house, I was actually really nervous thinking, oh man, am I, is this going to be a waste of money? Am I going to buy all this film and uh, I'm not going to be able to use it or oh, I don't know what to do. So I got to the lady's house. Um, she gave me 42 boxes of the Kodak film, all 
in their beautiful cardboard boxes straight out of the 1970s. She also gave me um, another 12 or 14 canisters, uh, sort of rusted canisters. Uh, I think they're basically the same film, um, just without the cardboard boxes. So I bought all this film from her and I put it in the back of the car and I got it home and I thought, what the hell am I going to do with this? Why have I bought it? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm an idiot. And I was looking into how you could respool the film and then I sort of realized, you know what, I'm actually kind of useless with stuff like that. Um, I'm useless at repairing cameras. I've never developed my own film. I've never respooled film. Um, I'd probably muck it up if I ever tried to do anything like this. So I thought, right, maybe I should just try and flog it and try and get rid of it and get my money back. So I posted up in a uh, vintage photography, vintage film group. Um, is anyone interested in um, 1970s Kodak Plus X reverse or film, black and white 16mm film? And the first person who uh, replied was Michael Razzo from the Film Photography Project. Yes, a legend of film photography podcasting was the first person who replied. And I was a little bit blown away. And, uh, you know, he said to me, you know, tell me about it. What have you got? What is the quantity? What's the condition? All that kind of stuff. Uh, and so we did a bit of a deal. I said to him, look, um, Michael, I'm sorry. I, I have no way to test it. I have no way to develop it. I've no way to shoot it. Um, and so we come to a, an arrangement with how much uh, he was going to pay per box. Uh, so I bundled it up in a massive um, box, um, shipped it up. Uh, it was it weighed 13 kilograms, the box, which is around, uh, what's that, about 26 pounds, uh, 26 pounds uh, in weight. It was a really heavy box. I took it to the post office so as part of the deal, Mike paid for the postage. But when I got to the post office, they asked me if I wanted, um, you know, to insure the package. And I thought that's probably a good idea because Mike paid me, you know, good money for the, the film. And if anything ever happened to it, like, you know, the aircraft went missing without a trace or something, I'll have to give the money back and I won't have the film. Um, so I paid for insurance, which cost quite a bit of money. Uh, and I shipped it off to America. And I was very happy with myself. Mike paid me. As part of the deal, Mike gave me a $100 voucher for the wonderful film photography store. Um, So that was fantastic. I was over the moon. And then about five days later, um, I was actually on the Australia Post website trying to track where the the film was, wondering if it had got to New Jersey yet, because that's where Mike's based. Um, So I was wondering, has it got there? And it, it still said that it was in Cleveland, where is my local post office. And I thought, hmm, that's a bit weird. Um, so that's, that's Cleveland in Queensland, by the way, not Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, anyway, um, the next week, a few days later, um, I got a call from the post office. Uh, you need to get back here and collect this package. You've tried to send explosive film through the mail. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And they said, well, Australian Customs has refused to carry this package to the United States because we they x-rayed it and the film is explosive. And I'm like, what? And I, I said to them, it's not explosive film, it's safety film. It was made in the 1970s. Um, it's got safety film on the on the boxes. You know, the kind of film that exploded was, was made, you know, pre-1950s. 
um, but they didn't believe me and I had to go collect the package. I had to um, then refill in a customs form specifying that it was safety film, uh, that it was all okay. And then I sent it again. They actually refunded me all the money for the postage. I had, then I had to pay for it all again. And I was a little bit worried, thinking, oh, what if they what if they send it back to me again? They refuse to carry it to America. There's no other way to get it to America because all the um, UPS and all them, they charge, um, charge a fortune to do this um, package because it's so heavy. But I'm glad to say the second time around, this box of Plus X Reversal Film got to New Jersey uh, and Mike Razzo from the Film Photography Project is testing it uh, as, I, as I talk. Um, so I'm really looking forward to hearing about the results with that. And hopefully if, there, if the film's any good, you will see it appear in the Film Photography Store very soon. Hopefully also, um, I made a few bob, as we say here in Australia, but I made a few bob from the transaction. I made a bit of money, uh, which will fund um, <laughs> part of this podcast in paying for the, the, the podcasting service. I use Podbean uh, and also, you know, the hosting of the website and also the funding of new cameras and new film. <laughs> so uh, hopefully I've made a, few, made a few bob on the transaction and I certainly hope that Mike makes a bit of money as well. Um, so hopefully it's uh, everyone's a winner. As I said, part of my deal with with Mike uh, was that um, I I asked if he'd be generous enough to give me a $100 voucher uh, for the film photography project store, and he obliged. So from the store, it actually arrived while I was on holidays, went to my mum and dad's house, so it was all nice and safe. I got, um, I think I actually bought $143 worth of stuff. So I paid like $43 and I got the rest obviously with the voucher. So I got two more rolls of Kodak Ektachrome Color Reversal Film E100. Beautiful. I got a couple of rolls of Ektar 100. Um, I still haven't shot Ektar. I think I've got one. I took one on holidays with me, but didn't shoot it. But I've now got two more rolls. I got a really cool um, badge that uh, Mike sells in the store. It's a Portra 400 uh, pin badge, which is really cool. Uh, I've been, really been meaning to get some more photography um, pin badges. Uh, you know, there's a couple of really good sites that sell them. I think there's ex- uh, Official Exclusive New York and also Shoot Film Co. Um, so I've been meaning to get some off them, um, but I've actually got my first one through the Film Photography Project store. Um, I got two rolls of 127 color slide film. So this is Rerapan 100 color slide film. I've gone a bit slide film crazy lately and I've got some 127 cameras here. And so I've now got some black and white film for them. And I've also got two rolls of color slide film, which is fantastic. Uh, I also got a roll of Yotica Atlas film. You'll remember from episode seven that I shot Yotica Antares and I kind of mucked it up. <laughs> I, I didn't, um, there's no DX code on the film, so I kind of uh, overexposed it a bit, but um, that's okay. I've now got a roll of Yotica Atlas to try out as well. So that's what I got with my $100 voucher, which is um, really fantastic. Oh, the one thing, the one thing I haven't told you about. I also got two rolls of expired film from the store. So I'll just get it out here. This is, uh, it's called 35mm Ektachrome 
FPP Retrochrome 400. So it's $10.99 a roll in the Film Photography Project store. And there's a little thing about it here. It says, what is FPP Retrochrome Film? Retrochrome is a government surplus, high-speed Eastman Kodak... Oh, sorry, Eastman Ektachrome color positive film made for industrial and government applications. So it's a color slide film um, for photography uh, under daylight illumination. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to using it. I believe it's a new film that um, the Film Photography Project Store have. Uh, and so hopefully in the next few episodes of Matt Loves Cameras, I'll have a review of this film. Uh, if you're interested, you can head over to the Film uh, Photography Store and, and check it out for yourself. Just to finish off the show, I'd like to give a shout out to some of my fellow uh, film photography podcasters. So the first one I want to give a shout out to is Uncle Jonesy's Cameras. So this is by two brothers. So it's Kelly Lane and Kevin Lane. And I believe they are in Tennessee. Uh, I just actually, I've listened to uh, three or four episodes of their podcast. So I haven't listened to them all. But the ones I have listened to, I've enjoyed thoroughly. And I also just listened to them, of course, on the Negative Positives podcast, uh, and I found out why their podcast is called Uncle Jonesy's Cameras, which is really fantastic. I really love the, the family link, and, and you can find out yourself if you listen to that episode. So, your yeah, Uncle Jonesy's Cameras, um, look out for that podcast if you're not listening to it already. Very entertaining. Um, I really enjoy listening to the guys. And there's two more film photography podcasts which have just started. So the first one is Sherry Christensen's um, film photography podcast. Sherry has a really nice, relaxing, calm voice. Um, Sometimes when I listen to this podcast back, you know, when I'm editing... I think, oh man, I speak really fast. Um, I hope people don't mind too much. I hope people don't think I speak too fast. It's just kind of how I naturally speak. Um, But um, Sherry's podcast, yeah, she's got a lovely, chilled, relaxing voice. And her podcast is called Embrace the Grain Photography Podcast. Uh, Now, I, I can only find it on Spotify, um, but hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll let you know if it comes on iTunes. Uh, it wasn't on iTunes when I checked, um, but I listened to it on Spotify and really enjoyed it. There's three episodes out at the moment. And the other one is someone else uh, who is also um, related to the Negative Positives uh, Facebook group. Uh, it's Dustin Cogsdell and Dustin has a new film photography podcast with two other people. Um, I think one's called one of the guys is called Mac. Um, I can't remember the other guy's name, <laughs> but um, there's three guys basically talking about film photography, and um, I really really enjoyed theirs as well. Um, so there's Dustin, Mac, and Pete. There you go, Dustin, Mac, and Pete. So they've got a couple of episodes of theirs out. Uh, Once again, I listened to theirs on Spotify, um, but I think theirs is also available on iTunes. So yeah, look out for those two new podcasts uh, and try and support them as well if you can. I know there's a lot of stuff to listen to out there, but it's always great to to listen to other people and, you know, share the love. So that's uh, Grainy Days, D-A-Y-Z, 
and also Sherry's Embrace the Grain Photography. Sherry's uh, episode two of Sherry's was actually really, uh, I found really inspirational because Sherry was talking about how she couldn't find a lab um, to process her film uh, when she was kind of just started a project and she basically learned to um, develop all her film herself and she saved a lot of money. And as, as me, I'm a, I'm a film developing virgin. I've never done it. I'd love to do it. I'm a little bit scared. Um, I was actually really reassured um, by by Sherry's episode two, uh, and I'm really looking forward to listening to to more of her journey. That's all for this episode of Matt Loves Cameras. Uh, please, please, please subscribe, leave a, a review on iTunes. I would love that so much. When I was on holidays in Indonesia, I actually had my first review. Uh, my daughter said, hey, Dad, someone's reviewed your podcast. Uh, and I was just over the moon. Uh, I think it's got three five-star ratings and one review. So I would really, really appreciate it if you had time to leave a review and give it as many stars as you'd like, hopefully five, but whatever you think is uh, appropriate. I would absolutely love that. There's a lot of great uh, episodes coming up. I have a holiday special coming up talking about the Polaroid photos and Instax photos I took on my 12-night vacation to Indonesia. I'll also do um, another follow-up one with the 35mm photos that I took on holiday when I get them developed. I've also got a guide to buying on eBay coming up. I've got a review of Ektachrome coming up. I've got lots of camera reviews coming up, including the SX-70, Instax Wide, Fujifilm Class S, Voigtlander Vito C, so many cameras, I can't even name them. Uh, But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. And I'll see you on the next episode. Cheerio. Bye-bye. com forward slash Cassie NMZ. Check the show notes for the link.